Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. here with you on a lovely August afternoon here in the San Fernando Valley of Southern California, um, ready to hear your poetry. The number to call in if you've got a poem to read is 646-716-7362. got a full hour available for uh, you to, to call in and read a poem. It's an open reading. We've got, uh, we've got no content or style restrictions, and we'd absolutely love to hear what it is that you have to say, as well as our classic questions about what's going on in your poetry world. Maybe you've got a website you want to talk about, a reading coming up, a new book out. Um, this is your chance, people. This is why we're here on Poetry Superhighway Live. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. We already have a couple callers in the queue. Before we get to them, just a little bit of uh, info on what's going on in Poetry Superhighway land. We are right in the midst of our annual summer poetry contest, or summer, summer poetry contest, which uh, started later this year because of my travel plans, so it's practically going to dip into the fall a little bit. Actually, I should check that to see when fall officially starts, so I'm not uh, confusing anyone with uh, inaccurate information about when the seasons are. But I can tell you for sure that our contest is happening right now. It's our 23rd annual poetry contest. Real easy to enter. It's a $1 per poem. You can enter one poem. You can enter 100 poems. It's completely up to you. Um, there's an online form that you fill out, um, which tells you how to do everything. You fill out the form. Then you uh, send off your poems with the instructions that are given to you. And then you pay the uh, fee. And at that point, we send the poems off to the judges. We take your name off of them so that way they don't know whose poems they're reading. It's, they're read blindly by our three judges, and Angel Ellis, Alexandra Umlis, and Debbie Hall, who have been doing such an amazing job reading and sending back scores on, on your poems. I, I, I couldn't ask for a better group of judges. They're incredibly diligent and responsible and, and getting poems back to me. Um, um, and it's, I feel great about this uh, roster of judges we have this year. Not that we haven't had amazing judges in the past, mind you, but uh, um, this year it's, it's awesome as well. Um, so uh, at the end of the contest, which uh, which will happen after October 5th, October 5th is the deadline to get your poems in, uh, we're going to find out who won. Either someone will win right in the first round of, of scoring, which happened last year for the first time ever, um, or there'll be a tie for one of the top three scoring positions, or maybe multiple of the top three scoring positions, and there'll be a short second round of scoring, and then we'll find out who, wins, who won for, for real. And those people, those winners, will divide up all of the money that was taken in from the entry fees. So if we take in $800, half of that goes to the first-place winner, uh, 30% of it goes to the second-place winner, and 20% of it goes to the third-place winner. But don't fret, ladies and gentlemen, because if you are not one of the first, uh, one of the winners, one of the top three scoring poets, you will win something just for entering. We're the only contest I know of ever that gives a prize to every single person uh, just for entering. And we're able to do that thanks to the generosity of our many, 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 many sponsors. Um, I forget the number of how many sponsors we have this year. It's a lot. Um, and they've donated so far uh, over 100 prizes, I, th- I think a, a big chunk more than that. Um, and uh, at the end of the contest, we're going to contact our sponsors, and they're going to be nice enough to send, send prizes out to all of our entrants um, so you're going to get something just for entering. Even if you just enter one poem for $1, you will get something. It might be a physical book. It might be a, um, an e-book. It might be a service um, that someone is offering. It could be a subscription to something. Who knows? Um, well, I do. Um, and you could, too, just by going to the contest page, and you could see the long, long list of prizes and uh, sponsors that we have there. Um, 
and get excited and enter. Everyone has a good chance of, of uh, winning. In fact, um, one of the things that you can do if you're considering entering is tune into the archived edition of last month's show. Last month, um, our July show, we had a conversation with the three contest judges, and they, they read some poems, and they talked a bit about what they're looking for when they're scoring your poems. So maybe take a listen to that, and we'll give you some great insights on um, what they're looking for when they read the stuff that you enter. So that's the big thing that's going on in a Poetry Superhighway land these days, our contest. Check it out. Um, head to our website at poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH, and, um, and you can click on the, uh, the contest link in the main menu. Um, or the banner, which uh, is right there on the front page as well, and all the stuff is there. If you have any questions about how the contest go, uh, runs or how to enter any of that, feel free to call in and ask those as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're going to get to our callers uh, right now. If you'd like to call in, the number is 646-716-7362. One last little thing to tell you, at the half-hour mark of today's show, uh, thereabouts, we're going to play a spoken word track that we have not heard for before from poet Ellerine Lockie, who uh, sent it in a while ago when I made a, a call for uh, submissions of, of spoken word tracks. So stay tuned for that. Um, we try to play a spoken word track at the half hour mark of our show every month. More on that when we get to it. All right, again, last time, the number is 646 Our first caller, uh, looks like our first caller is from the 701 area code. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Who am I talking to? Hi. Uh, oh, my name is Emily, and um, I live in Fargo, North Dakota. And um, I'm one of the sponsors this year. Oh, my. So oh, I think that's pretty cool. Emily, yeah. what's your, did so you just, sign up under your, your name as a sponsor, or what's, what's your sponsorship name? Um, Emily Zwig, and okay. oh, um, I'm going to be... Hi, and I'm going to be um, offering a uh, poem broadside print um, to the person who who wins my my prize. So it's pretty cool. That's very cool. That's a unique and awesome prize. We don't get broadsides donated uh, uh, that much. And, and I, as someone who's made broadsides in the past in conjunction with a reading series that I um, – I used to run here in Southern Cal. I know how much people really like the unique format of that. So what a sweet, awesome, unique prize. I also want to tell you, um, I've been to Fargo, North Dakota three times, um, and I've actually done a poetry reading there a couple of times. I was invited by by family friends of mine who who sent it up, and it's a town that I absolutely love. Well, I'm glad. I've lived here for about 11 years, and it's starting to feel like home. So it's uh, it's a good community, and the arts community is is really up and coming. It's it's really really getting busy in the arts community, which is really cool. That sounds cool. That sounds like uh, I, I think to it, full disclosure, I think the last time I was in Fargo was more than 11 years ago. Um, okay. Uh, or, um, so, uh, but at the time, it had a pretty thriving uh, community of people who were interested in arts and things like that. I know the readings that I were, were at were very well attended. So, um, I'm glad that's that's still happening. Yes, it is. I have a poem today. Let's hear it. All right. Sometimes, when I begin a poem with sometimes, I really mean always. I mean. Sometimes always means never. Like when you ask again if I still love onions, I say always, but never do I say never because sometimes my food choices offend you. Always when you're sometimes doing the cooking. So you say, sometimes I just hate you. I mean, sometimes people offend me too, like the white dude. It's always a white dude. Sometimes the white dude wears a backwards ball cap. It's always backwards. And the white dude calls 911 over brown people. It's always over brown people just living, like when Jordan sold water in San Francisco or when Reggie mowed lawns in Ohio or when Rashawn and Dante sat in a Philadelphia Starbucks. 
It's always a Starbucks. So sometimes I get offended, usually, mostly, about uh, when I'm venting about money. It's always about money, diapers, or allergies, and some white girl. It's always a white girl. Sometimes a white girl wearing a kimono and infinity scarf. It's always an infinity scarf. Sometimes a white girl tries to palm me some random essential oils. It's always essential oils. And sometimes I maybe get tired of hearing about the latest keto diet craze. It's always a diet craze. And sometimes maybe I get angry and frustrated and hyped over something I saw on Facebook. It's always Facebook. So I have to turn it off to keep my head. So obviously this is a little thing. It's always the little things. But little things become big things, at least sometimes. Sometimes maybe means yes. Mostly might mean maybe, and almost maybe means maybe not, and never does the white dude in the backwards ball cap, it's always a ball cap, never does the white dude call 911 for anything, like calling 911 on Brock Turner, Harvey Weinstein, Brett Kavanaugh, and even if the white dude wearing the backwards ball cap does call 911 on a Brock or a Harvey or a Brett. It's always a Brock or a Harvey or a Brett. Even when the 911 call comes for something real, the white accused, he's always the accused, goes to court, maybe, sometimes, mostly, always, with a high retainer lawyer, and mostly, usually, sometimes, maybe they'll get off. They always get off. I understand that sometimes it's confusing. I mean, like I said, you say that sometimes you just hate me, but never will you offend me by saying that sometimes you hate me, because you never could hate me, even sometimes. The way I always sometimes wonder if I am sometimes, even a little, mostly, worth that. Thank you. I um, I want to snap all my fingers. Um, that was that was so much fun, Emily. Um, uh, I want, thank you so much. That that was great. I I, I can't imagine that's the first time uh, you've read poetry in front of or two people out loud before. <laughs> I love. I, I have a few spoken word pieces that that I absolutely love to perform, and this is this is one of them. Um, it, it gets animated, especially on stage, and it's it's kind of fun on the radio too. So, it's it's yeah, it's it's fun. I would say it was a lot of fun. Are there are there readings, regular readings that happen in Fargo that you that you participate in? Uh, yes, we do have um, a local uh, spoken word poetry group that meets um, the first Thursday of the month at a local coffee shop, and it's called Outlet Spoken Word. And once a month, we a bunch of us get together, and we have um, some regulars that kind of do every time, and then there's also an open mic after. And it's um, every first Thursday of the month in Fargo, North Dakota. And we have uh, – it's on Facebook. It's, it's everywhere. It's, it's very well attended, even during the summer when the college kids are, are gone. It's, um, there, it's, we've been doing it now really um, regularly for the past few years. It's been really, really successful. So it's been um, – that's where I got kind of the, the guts to get up on stage and really start performing my own work. So it's, it's, a, it's a treat. Yeah, it sounds like it, and and it, it's so great that you you know came across that place because so many people don't get out and interact with other poets and artists um, you know in person, and there's there's so much good that comes of that um, in terms of learning you know how to better do what you do as well as discovering other other people and and their art that you end up loving. So um, that's that's just fantastic, and I'm I'm glad that's happening. In Fargo, and um, and I'm thrilled that you uh, called in to read today. And I, I want to thank you so much as well for your sponsorship of our contest. Absolutely, anything I can do to help. And thank you so much for for having me on. My pleasure, Emily. Thanks so much for calling, and please call in again. I will. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. All right, that was uh, Emily Vueg calling from Fargo, North Dakota, a place that's uh, special to my heart. I wrote uh, uh, one of my earliest poetry books was called, it is called Mowing Fargo, um, and it's a short poetry book uh, I wrote in Fargo, North Dakota after my first trip there. Um, I think it's up on Amazon, um, and um, it may have been the second you know, one, one of the things, you may know this, you may not, but um, I put out a travel poetry book every year based on 
uh, poems written on trips that I take. Usually it's, these days it's a, a vacation. But that was one of my earliest ones. It might have been my second travel poetry book, I think. I'm not sure. Um, so check that out if you're so inclined. Emily, thanks again for calling in. Um, and check out Outlet Spoken Word Poetry. I posted a link to their Facebook group um, as a comment to this show. Uh, this show's posting in the Poetry Superhighway Facebook group, so you should check it out. There's also a link in there to Emily's uh, uh, Facebook uh, page as well. All right, moving along. Um, the number to call in if you would like to call in, and I hope you would like to call in, uh, is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the, uh, looks like it's the 801 area code. Hi, 801. Hey, Rick, it's Trish. Hey, Trish. Trish Hopkinson. Yep. <laughs> How are I'm you? I'm always excited to talk with you. Um, I'm doing pretty well, um, I'd say. Uh, I've got a nice big iced tea here, which is kind of making everything okay. Uh, uh, Hand-brewed with, uh, with honey and lemon um, and homemade ice cubes. So, you know, what could, what could, what could be better? Sounds perfect for a Sunday afternoon. It is. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I uh, I don't often, I'm not often able to call in, so when I do have free time on a Sunday afternoon, I make sure to attend. Um, your attendance is appreciated and, and, and loved, and um, and as well as just everything you do. I know every time we talk, I like to, to, to shout out at all the amazing things that you do for other poets and in promoting other opportunities. So, so here's that for this month. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. I'm also a sponsor for the contest. That's true. Yes, uh, you are. Thank you. And you were a judge last year. A year before. Oh, oh a year before. It's been a couple okay, of years. Has been. I, they all run together uh, for me. Yeah, but, I know um, you too. <laughs> Uh, and and that was because you did did you not place in the year prior to that, or you were at least in yeah, the top I think I, ten? I was second. Yeah. Second. Oh. Awesome. I think I was. I think I was in tenth place with a bunch of other folks last year. I start to lose track too. <laughs> <laughs> it's always easier to send something in for that contest though, because you do always get something back. So it's it's a really great thing that you put on and. I mean, as far as it being nonprofit, I know you put so much time and effort into it, so I appreciate that as well. Not to mention the uh, PayPal fees that I have to cover, but uh, I won't even mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, I appreciate uh, you saying that. I appreciate your ongoing uh, participation in the stuff that I do. Um, and I know that there's a zillion people out there who can say the same things to you. What it, well, I don't see it in, uh, I don't have it in front of me right now, but what did what, what have you uh, offered this year as a contest sponsor? I think it's a copy of my most recent chapbook footnote. Uh, okay. I believe that's what I'm doing this year. Cool. Well, someone's going to be lucky and get that. <laughs> I'll um, be sure to sign it. End it off. <laughs> please, please do. Uh, sometimes for my books, I just send them directly from Amazon just because it's it's easier and I don't have to go to the post office. Um, uh, but then, of course, I don't have the chance to, to sign them. But I don't assume that anyone wants actually wants me to scribble on their books unless they Of course they do. Of course do they? they do. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for saying that. Um, got a poem for us? I do have a poem for you. So I... Uh, it's a new poem that I wrote earlier this month, and I was fortunate enough to have it picked up by Glass Poetry's Poet, Poets Resist feature, so that was pretty exciting. It was uh, This poem is in response to the shootings that happened earlier this month, and it's entitled Other Ways. There are so many good ways to go while aged and sleeping, loved ones tending to those last moments, a legacy prepared well in advance, a vase selected for ashes or, quote, for a headstone. There are other ways, maybe less planned, but perhaps 
just as good. The final fall of a skydiver after 2,500 successful jumps might be the perfect way. Or after years of chemo and radiation, making it to your youngest son's graduation before letting your body rest. There are other ways that are ruthless. Dancing in a nightclub or at a concert, at worship in a church or synagogue, in a classroom, at work, or even at Walmart, where you happen to be shopping with your new husband and two-month-old, shielding each other from semi-automatic fire until only your child survives. Lately, it seems the good ways go unnoticed while we just try to keep count. That's a great poem, Trish. The, the line that just really got to me was that the, the final fall of the skydiver after 2,500 successful jumps. Um, very powerful. Well, well done. Thank you. That's a true story. There was a, a, a woman in California who uh, she lost her life on her, I'm guessing, 2,500 jump. <laughs> so that was uh, an interesting story I came across when I was putting this poem together. That's amazing. I, you know, I haven't jumped out of a plane once, um, and I, I don't think I've been on a plane 2,500 times, let alone that, you know, just the amount of, you know, effort you need to put in, into that many jumps is, is phenomenal. Uh, beyond, besides the, the tragedy uh, or maybe glory of the story. Um, I just posted a link uh, to that poem on, uh, at Glass Poetry in the, in the comments in case anyone wants to, wants to read it again. Um, and so thank you. Um, Trish, anything else going on in poetry in your world that you want to give us a shout out about? Oh, goodness. Uh, there's, you know, well, certainly if you, if you go to my blog, TrishHopkinson.com, there are so many excellent opportunities for you to send your workout. Um, there's one I just posted this week that is super cool. It's, uh, you can write a, a poem inspired by some piano micro stories. And these are um, songs composed by uh, Fabrizio Paterlini. They're one-minute little piano pieces, and they're putting together essentially like a coffee table book with all the poetry and art that is submitted. It's a, it's a pretty cool project. I would encourage everybody to, to listen to some of those clips and, and write something new and send it in. I, I think this book is going to be beautiful and uh, I'm really excited about that one. But there, you know, there are plenty of other uh, no fee opportunities. There's the Jack Grapes Poetry Prize going on right now by Cultural uh, Weekly, and that's a no fee contest. That deadline's August 31st. Um, so yeah, really, really cool stuff. Definitely, lots of ways to get your poetry out there. <clears throat> that's cool. I'm actually reading with Jack Grapes uh, at uh, Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center in in LA in October um, in, in, nice. uh, to, Excellent. to help prom promote um, Suzanne O'Connell's upcoming book. She asked a bunch of us to read um, and he's, he's one of them. Um, so that's, I don't know what I'm doing on a bill with Jack Grapes um, and some of these other phenomenal people, but um, I'll try not to embarrass <laughs> myself too much, but um, cool. I'm going to check out that, um, that book that you mentioned. I, I'm, I'm in love with the idea of, ekphrastic art um, or, you know, art responding to other art. And uh, so the idea of writing something in response to to listening to music um, is, is right up my alley. And, and, and I hope other people check out check it out as well. Yeah, it, it looks really interesting. And they, they gave me really great interview responses. So you can read a lot about it on my blog and then uh, check out their website and stuff. But it, I, it's a special project. So I'm excited to to get something. I'm hope I'm hoping I can write something good enough to be included because I think the book's going to be beautiful. So thank well, you so much are... for having. Me. Thank you. Thanks for being had. Um, and I and and my fingers are crossed for you and getting in that book as well. Thanks for everything, Trish, and I, and I'll talk to you again. All right. Take care. Bye. That was uh, Trish Hopkinson calling from uh, YouTube, U Utah. 
<laughs> Maybe you two is there with her. I don't know. She didn't say. They're probably in the other room just having, uh, you know, a, a sandwich. Uh, but she's in uh, Utah, and she runs the blog uh, a, self, uh, a Selfish Poet, which you can find at trishhopkinson.com. I just posted a link to that as well in the uh, comments to the Facebook uh, posting promoting this show, and she um, constantly is is uh, promoting um, d- different ways that you as poets can, or opportunities for, for you as poets, which are no fee, as she mentioned, um, that you can uh, participate in uh, by submitting work to. Um, I personally am not against fees, per se. Um, I know some people are vehemently against them. Um, uh, but it's always nice when you don't have to pay a fee. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and there's plenty of places that not only don't charge fees, but also pay as well. Um, and Trish is amazing at highlighting those opportunities um, for everyone. So, so check that out. And thank you so much for, for calling in. All right. Uh, moving along, the number if you'd like to call in is 646-716-7362. I think we've got time for one more caller before we get to our spoken word track from Ellery and Lockie, but then there's a whole half hour left of the show for you to call in some. So let's see. Our next caller is from the 205 area code. Hello. Anybody there? Hello. Hi, Hi Rick. Yeah. Michael, how you doing? Hey, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. I'm good. How are you? Okay. Uh, let me, I'm trying to pull over. And after I read, I'm going to declare this this edition of the show. I'm going to give it an informal name. Uh, uh, um, I say informal because, you know, it's not my place to make it formal or official, but an unofficial. uh, And as I read it, you'll know. Okay, so um, do you know what occurred this week? Uh, Like the 50th anniversary? Um, 50th anniversary of, um, yes, I do. Um, it was, uh, the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Yes. <laughs> and there were some interesting things on talk radio. Yeah. Hold on. There... I, I've got to pull over for a minute for the phone call. Okay. So, uh, Please do. Uh, I'm always worried that you know, okay. Michael tends to here, listen here. in his car, and uh, okay. I'm always here, here worried that when here. he's uh, when he's driving around, that this show is going to be the cause of his death by automobile accident. So I'm no, very, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, I'm very I'm pleased, saying. Michael, that you're uh, that you're, <laughs> you're willing to pull over for the safety of yourself, and so that none of us have to worry about you. So thank you for doing that. Okay, no problem. But I'm just staying with Jack Kerouac on the road, but um. Okay, let me get to the screen that's got the poem on it, okay? Take your time. We're, it's not like we're on the okay, air. Can you, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I sure, I sure can. Okay, can you? Okay. No deal is real. Celebrating a golden anniversary. We are now far from stardust. We are purple hearts golden. We are freed from the devil's bargain. We begin again in the fold. Of the Woodstock of the Woodstock Garden, Woodstock is no big deal. Woodstock is not a deal. Woodstock is for real. What's real can't be rained out, can't be destroyed or killed. Everyday people making music over the massacre. The heartbeat never really dies. Thanks, Michael. That's uh, that was a, a lovely tribute um, to to Woodstock, uh, which which, uh, as you mentioned, is celebrating its 50th anniversary uh, right right now, um, amidst the cancellation of the 50th anniversary redo. I guess um, there were a lot of different things that that still went on um, uh, there that people participated in, and and, and and a lot has been going on. A lot's been talked about. Um, so thank you for sharing that piece. Well, those cancellations, I think that to me, it, it can't be redone. I mean, it was a unique experience, iconic, 
it just can't be. I think this that's something that can't be duplicated. Priceless wasn't meant to be duplicated. But we can still pay tribute to it, like I did with this appointment on talk radio. I forget the name of the specific program, but they did a wonderful discussion of Jimi Hendrix's Star Spangled Banner. You know, mm-hmm. to like, uh, it was not, it was actually, it was not unpatriotic and it was um, not irreverent. And, and it brought up that Jimmy was dismissed from the Army, I think an honorable dis, uh, discharge, because as I read once before, they, they just simply said, this man cannot conform. I said, I, I, I love it. That's an artist. Do you know he would sleep with his guitar? I did not know that. I didn't know that till yesterday. I said, that, I, that's him. I can believe it. That was his, David's harp. And um, yeah, and something else to remember, the program brought this up. Without Vietnam, there probably wouldn't have been a Woodstock. Not saying it's good we had Vietnam so we could have a Woodstock, but uh, Woodstock, uh, the whole event and the experience of it was a reverberation uh, against Vietnam. Uh, Joni Mitchell, who wrote the song, the lyrics, the Woodstock, that became the, the theme of it, didn't even attend because she needed to, she had another commitment in regards to her career. And her agent said, don't miss out on going to that talk show. You need to be on that talk show. So she experienced on the television. But it's amazing how she captured it by way of the television, the whole experience. She just, she got it. And yeah. um, and it's also serendipitous that just as Woodstock was televised, Vietnam was the first televised war. So I wanted to point those things out in regards uh, to supplement the poem. And a song that comes to my mind and people might want to look it up on YouTube. It's Jefferson Airplane, Grace Slick singing White Rabbit, an example of the live performance just holding its own, not trying to duplicate the studio version, but holding its own, and she just does an awesome job of it. Okay, so much, so, so unofficially, informally, this has been the Woods for, uh, I hope I've added to the day's show, the Woodstock edition. <laughs> sure. Well, we can at least call this the Woodstock segment since, uh, um, you know, I know, up to this point it has not been Woodstock-themed, and who knows what will come after. But uh, this officially well, was I'm the being, Woodstock being, segment of the show. Yeah, well, I've been, I'm being optimistic that maybe perhaps after hearing this, maybe someone might read some Woodstock poetry or read something inspired by Jimi Hendrix, et cetera. Okay, we have a good week. When is the, not, not the September program? The September program will be on September 15th. 15th, the last weekend of December. All right, good speaking with you. Thanks for letting me be a part of today's show, and thanks for letting me bring Woodstock to the program. Thank you for doing so, Michael. All right, that was uh, Michael calling from Birmingham, Alabama, a repeat offender here on Poetry Super Highway Live, uh, bringing, bringing Woodstock to light. It is the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, and and he's right. There was so much iconic. Uh, there were so many iconic musical moments in that show, and really moments of all kind, which have been um, in our ears and in our eyes when we see pictures uh, that that we're all familiar with from that event. Um, and you know, I was I just read an article early in the week about um, uh, Joe Cocker's performance of uh, uh, "With a Little Help from My Friends," which is something that essentially has existed for my entire life as a human being uh, that, that has always been on the radio. If you ever listen to classic rock, I mean, 50 years, that's, um, that's uh, you know, a significant chunk of our lifetime for, for anyone alive today. So thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, uh, bringing that to Poetry Superhighway Live today, Michael. All right. Um, uh, we're going to, we've got uh, more callers on the line. We're going to get to you shortly. If you'd like to call in and, the, the uh, number is area code 646-716-7362. Um, we're now going to get to the spoken word track segment of our program. Um, every month at the half hour mark of the show, we play a spoken word track. I'm going to talk more about what that means and what we're playing after we hear it. This is the poem Drawing Breath from Elaine Lockie. Drying breath, 
In bed at midnight, I keep the light after strapping on the mask armor against sleep apnea. Rise above this rape by air and into a Stephen King character whose problems are worse than an unforgiving sea storm forcing its way down a windpipe. A long balloon pumped to the point of burst over and over an insufficiency to exhale against the assault. Anxiety a little like death in its aloneness. On the ceiling, a crane fly competes with King's protagonist for my attention. Flits from one glow-painted star to another. A wee astronaut exploring the solar system with wings that speak louder than written words. I look up its homepage on my laptop. She doesn't wonder which breath will be her last. Doesn't know about her three-day lifespan. Doesn't even feel the need to eat. She knows another need and wants to find him fast. Is willing to search the entire universe for one quick contribution to perpetuity. I could put a glass over her and turn her outside right now. Or I could wait for morning to become the fairy godmother of mating. Reach up and switch off her sun. Find solace in the shine of the smallest moon and stars. The flickering shadows of a familiar. An angel of mercy who brings breath like the slack tide. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was the poem Drawing Breath from Ellarain Lockie. Ellarain is someone who's been participating in uh, poetry uh, superhighway uh, projects, uh, including just being a poet of the week uh, for many years. Uh, she's someone who um, I ran into here in Southern California um, a, de- a long, long time ago. Um, who now lives in Sunnyvale, California. Um, though uh, she mentions in her bio in the last uh, uh, time that I published her own poetry, Superhighway, in 2017, that she spends copious amounts of time in Montana and New York City. So she gets around, as it were. Um, This particular piece um, included music in the background, which was composed by her uh, daughter, who is um, a musician and composer named Heather uh, Lockie, um, and that was the poem Drawing Breath. Heather and Ellarain received a residency at Centrum in Port Townsend, Washington, to record the poems in her chapbook, in Ellarain's chapbook collection, Wild and is Familiar, which was a finalist in the 2011 Finishing Line Press chapbook contest. Um, and uh, she actually sent several tracks. They're all very cool uh, to listen to. We only typically only play one during the, during the show, so uh, but it's well worth uh, checking out Ellerine's work um, and her chapbook, Wild as Familiar. Um, she's a stunning poet, and at the very least, you can uh, read her work on Poetry Superhighway. Um, I'm about to post a link um, in the uh, Facebook uh, page um, as a comment to this particular uh, show's postings. You can click right on it and get there if you'd like to see um, some other poetry by her. So thank you, Ellarine, for sending in um, work, uh, spoken word track work for me to consider playing here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, it's awesome. The rest of your tracks are awesome, too, and we hope to get to those um, in the future. Um, we, um, as I mentioned, we try to play a spoken word track every single month during the show. Um, and so the way we do that is by asking you to send us your submissions of poetry spoken word tracks. So uh, the first thing to know is how do you do that? Well, you just send an MP3 file of your spoken word track to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. Maybe include a couple notes about it, um, uh, uh, the poem, where it's from and a little bio view so I can talk about what it is that we're playing um, after we play it, assuming um, I pick it to play. Uh, and more specifically, and this is really important, uh, when what we're looking for in spoken word tracks is not just a straight read, a recording of a straight reading of you reading a poem. 
um, with nothing else uh, added to it. If you, if you want to do a straight reading of your poem, then you should call into this show. The number is 646-716-7362, and uh, we will put you on the air. It's an open reading. Anyone can do that. Um, what makes a spoken word track a spoken word track uh, beyond just that you've recorded a poem um, is that there's something added to it. In the case of Ellerain's poem, uh, we had music um, in the background uh, that was, in this case, composed uh, by her daughter. Um, uh, but it doesn't have to be something that you composed. It could just be some kind of music or sound effects that you add to the track that create an extra element um, that goes along with uh, your reading of the poem. Uh, it could be sound effects. It could be music. Um, uh, in some cases, it could even be if, if you have more than one voice recording, uh, you know, there's two voices in the poem, two different people speaking um, at different points, that, that kind of counts as well. And the other thing that we'll consider um, is if you have a recording of you reading live in front of an audience, um, your poem in that case uh, uh, would be considered by us for this, this uh, segment of our show because the sounds that the audience is making, their reactions to your poem, their applause, their laughter, their snapping, whether they're, oh, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, th that extra ambiance, those elements will, will make it something beyond just a straight reading. So put your MP3 tracks together um, and send them to me at uh, rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, and I would be more than happy to consider them for future editions of, uh, of this show. There you go. All right, and thanks again, Ellerain, for sending that um, awesome piece, Drawing Breath, in. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have about 20 minutes left in the show, so I insist that you call in and read a poem and tell us about what's going on in your poetry world. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 705 area code. Hi. Hello, Rick. Hi. Sounds like Alex. How are you from, doing uh, today, buddy? Canada. I'm good. How are you? Good, my friend. Um, How's your summer so far, Rick? Um, it's not bad. Um, it's uh, it's uh, uh, we we had a lovely trip to uh, Japan, my wife and I, um, and um, which we came back from uh, almost a month ago. And um, since then, it's it's all been, you know, going very quickly as we are uh, the, the imminent starting of the school year uh, this week for our kid. And uh, my wife's a teacher, and she's about to start uh, teaching again. She goes back to work uh, also this week. So it all it all feels like the summer is coming to a sudden halt uh, this week. Uh, but other than that, it's been good. How about yours? Uh, summer's been uh, been very good to to us this year. So just uh, one day at a time, enjoying day by day, and uh, going forward. That's great. Um, and uh, in case people uh, uh, are are not familiar with with your voice as, as I am because of your frequency at calling in, and thanks for that. And this is uh, Alex calling from um, Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're absolutely you right. Okay. Well, let's hear your uh, poem, Alex. Okay, so the one I have today, Rick, um, mm -hmm. my old shaman friend, Glenn, uh, his friend, Tina, she she's an old native lady. She was from Sault Ste. Marie, uh, Michigan, and she passed away in January, I believe, and about a month ago, they had a ceremony honoring her life on the Canadian side, and the the poem is all about that, but it's a true experience. And as he explained what happened during the ceremony, I wrote it up according to uh, how it transpired. And it's really cool because it's very spiritual, and it was very real. This all happened hard to believe for some people maybe that this occurred but when your eyes are open and you think of more than just the physical realm you become more aware of what your surroundings are through the different dimensional portals and that you know what i mean my friend sure absolutely 
Well, let's uh, let's hear it. Okay, it's called Shimmering Waves, Rick. Here goes. A spirit in transition, a ceremony held in her honor to celebrate a life well lived. As the drums began, overhead came four eagles, messengers from above, to bring a blessing as the rising smoke swirled in their midst as a peace offering. For here, ones did gather who were in her circle to pay their respects, to cherish the moment. She deserves such homage to realize the kindness that showered on others throughout this journey. Now to take her place alongside the grandmothers as her ashes were placed inside of a small canoe sent out onto Superior to merge with the currents, a means to return home to be with her kindred. As she was also of a water clan, it was a natural path for this voyage, a moving experience for all involved, a binding harmony with which to transcend. As the drumming ceased, as the chants grew silent, so did the birds of a feather carry one across the shimmering waves. And poem. That was great, Alex. Um, I, I see what you mean by the, uh, the uh, description of it that you gave uh, earlier. Um, and, um, you know, what a lovely tribute to that, uh, that person as well. It, 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 it absolutely was like the epitome of what the love and honor and friendship meant to all the people who part, part, you know, part, partook in this. And it just brought a, like a closure to a life well lived, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, well, that's lovely. You know, one of the things that we say in in various people's tradition is, uh, you know, when when people pass on, that they're still kind of with us um, if we remember them. And um, that's a great, you know, when you create art uh, uh, for someone, um, that, you know, they they live forever. Um, and so, uh, thank you for, for for creating that art. No, you're very welcome, Rick. And, and I mean, that that is true in my wife's uh, culture as well in Mexico, that on death day every year, which is November 1st, that they, they create plates of food that all of their parents passed on and aunts and uncles and grandparents and that passed on. And then they put a picture on the table in, in, in front of that. And then what they do at midnight, they open a window, and then that allows, theoretically, for the spirits to come in and spend time and reminisce about all the times that are cherished and that were spent with family um, at that point on that day. So, And that's called death day. So that that is remembering them, and it's exactly what you said, that as long as people are kept vivid, alive in your dreams and in your your thoughts and in your heart, they will always exist. Yeah, agreed. Well, um, cool. I didn't know there was something called Death Day, and I, now, now it occurs to me that to forgive the flippantness of this, my attempt to be funny, but I, I realize I, I, I always forget to put up the, the Death Day decorations. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we, we uh, partake in that every, every November 1st. That, that's a tradition in Mexico that is maybe a thousand years old or older. Who knows, right? I mean, I don't know exactly how old, but it's very old. Well, you're referring to the Day of the Dead, right? Absolutely, my friend. Is that, is that the same day in Mexico? Is it, is it referred to as Death yeah, Day? Yeah, the, in... the Day of the Dead is November 1st, yep. And is that the is that the same thing as Death Day in Canada? Or That's is that, exactly or are, the same thing that yeah, it's exactly what I explained to you. They they make up the meals that these people the food they would have enjoyed at a regular meal, and then they make that up. They place it on a table. They put pictures of them. They burn a candle all day long, and then at midnight that night they open up a window in the living room or whatever, and they usher in. They welcome in all of the spirits that they, uh, they're remembering on that day. Be it a cool. father, mother, a grandfather, a grandmother, yeah. what have you. 
Well, great. Yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with uh, Dia de los Muertos um, because it, it's uh, it's very prominent here in Southern California when that comes along. And, um, I, I love some of the art that comes out of it, in particular the, the visual art. Um, and uh, it, it's so cool. Well, Alex, thank you so much for um, calling in and and reading that for us and and bringing that to our attention as well. You're welcome, Rick. Have a great day. Thanks so much. You too. That was. Uh, Alex calling from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, just north of the, uh, of, of the Michigan, uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan border. Um, another repeat offender, regular caller here on uh, Poetry Superhighway Live, and we're glad to have him. Um, all right, let's see. We've got 10 minutes left in the show. The number, if you'd like to call in, is area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller, let's see, looks like we've got another 205 on the air. Hi, 205. Okay. Are, are you there? Anybody in 205? Okay. We're going to move on from 205. 205 has their chance. And um, let's uh let's try uh 847. Hello 847. Hello. Hi. Who's this? This is Kashiana Singh. Kashiana Yes, you got it. Cool. And where are you calling from, Kashiana? I'm calling from Chicago. Chicago. Awesome city, Chicago. It um, is an awesome city. I, I'm lucky. I've been able to go to Chicago every year uh, for the last handful of years to um, to attend, actually ahead of attending a conference not too far away in Wisconsin. And I spent a couple of days in Chicago um uh, eating and seeing things and going to museums and it's a great food town and it's just a great place to be. The museums are beautiful. Yeah. Get there. And of course we have our very own beans to spend time on That's the outside. <laughs> That's true. Um so so do you have a poem for us, Kashiana? I do actually. Go for it. Let me. All right. Um, this is a point. Can I give a little introduction first? Absolutely. Please do. All right. This this is a poem. Um, I published my first book this year. It's called Shelling Peanuts and Stringing Words. And this is one of the poems from a section within that po- uh, within that book uh, called Staying Adrift. And the poem is called Heartache. Uh, I'm going to jump right in. Heartache. What if? What if we have two hearts, like we have to everything else? Would we then be more wanting, more receiving? Would we hurt less, yearn less, or at least less on each side? Repair better, love equally, balance the brain, outweigh it if needed, accumulate more, therefore give more and more abundantly. Stay young at heart, one being the sturdy support to the other during a bypass. Stay tenacious, because there would be more nerve. Be able to keep a heart, even if one was pounding out of your chest. Stay true to your heart. Stay true to your heart, because one would always keep the other honest. Surely. Love deeper and with less exhaustion, since it would be with all my hearts. Who knows, though? Life patterns evolve over ages. This may well be an encounter waiting to occur. However, one pattern will not change, will continue to conform, has not altered, will not alter, and that is the abandonment at the end. When everything halts, if there were to be these extra organs, when they cease to pound the cells through the being, when the fragility of existence shows up unrelenting, it will not matter that there were two. They will still be unarousable. They will still be bewildered, still be susceptible to the end, and what they leave behind will still experience annihilation, still survive the pilgrimage. After departure, the journey will still be one of surrender every step will only move in millimeters, no different 
if indeed. It is a fascinating thought, though. If indeed we have two hearts, will they carry the weight easier along the journey of loss? Heartache. Thank you. Thank you, Kashyana. Thank you so much for uh, reading that poem. That's from, you said it's from your new book, Shelling Peanuts and Stringing Words. Is that right? Yes. You got it. You got it. Cool. Yep. And um, uh, I, I was just, I just found the uh, the book online and I see it's out on Impish Last Publishing House. That's such a great name for a publishing house, Impish Last. It is. Yes. Yes. Thank you. No problem. And are you, um, I know there's a lot going on in Chicago in terms of poetry readings and things like that. Have you had the chance to read your poems in front of people in person at any events there? I have not got it there yet, but I'm starting to sign up now. Um, it's it's vulnerable to put yourself out there. I, I was choking up even as I was reading right now <laughs> for you, and uh, I, I think I'm going to do more and more of it. Uh, I am originally from India, and I was in India earlier and read at a couple of different events there. So I think I'm going to get brave enough to do that. You definitely should, just like I, I mentioned to uh, Emily, who opened up the show um, after she read a, a piece and, and was obviously a very skilled, you know, reader of poetry. Um, uh, you know, the, the, it's really amazing, an amazing experience to be able to read your poetry to other people, and this this show is a great first step to doing that. But actually, being in a room with other people, you know, you you get you get reactions. Um, and they may be reactions that you love. They may not be. Re- they may be reactions that you didn't expect. Right. You get to know. You get to know your own poetry better when you read it out loud. Um, as well, you, you'll receive so much art from other people when you listen to their work. And some of it, you'll love, and you'll think, "Oh, I should incorporate how they did that," and or I can learn from that. You know, um, and, this, and you'll hear stuff that 100%. you don't love. You'll, right. You'll hear yeah. stuff that you don't love as well, and that. That as well will will inform how you how you go forward. So, uh, and Chicago is very rich with uh, with opportunities to um, to do that kind of stuff. So you should definitely take advantage of it. I think poetry Absolutely. slam, which which isn't necessarily what you're doing or what I'm doing, but it's started in Chicago as well at a place called the Green Mill. Um, so you know, uh, but that's a, a, a spoken word community that's existed for many years as well. Thank you. So, thank you so much. No, no problem. Well, thank you for calling in, and I, I hope you I hope you call in again, and, and good luck with your book. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was Kashyana Singh calling from uh, the great city of Chicago, Illinois, um, reading a, a poem from her book, Shelling Peanuts and Stringing Words. Um, first time calling in. And um, um, and one of the first times she's had the uh, chance to read poetry in front of people, um, or virtually, so I should say, um, here I'm on Poetry Superhighway Live. Well, we're just about out of time, folks. I want to thank uh, everyone who called in today. I want to thank Emily uh, from Fargo, North Dakota. I want to thank Trish from Provo, Utah. I want to thank Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. I want to thank Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Um, and I want to thank, again, Kashiana from Chicago, Illinois, for calling in and being our open readers today. I also want to thank um, Elorraine Lockheed for uh, sending us in spoken word tracks for us to consider. Um, and, and we uh, really enjoyed uh, the poem, her spoken word track, Drawing Breath, that we played as well. So great show today. Thank you so much. Uh, just another reminder, we're in the middle of our summer poetry contest um, it's only a dollar per poem to enter. You can enter with as few as one poems, one poem, um, and uh, or you can enter a million poems. It's up to you. 100% of the money that is paid from entry fees will be divided up between the winning poets. Um, we're not taking any money here from it. It's a completely not-for-profit uh, entity. Um, as well, as we mentioned earlier, um, every single person who enters our contest will get a prize just for entering. Um, thanks to the, the dozens of sponsors that we have who um, have donated all kinds of prizes, including the two sponsors who called in to read poems today, uh, Emily, who's donated a broad science that she'll be sending to winners, um, or at least one, and uh, Trish, who's sending a copy of her um, book as well out to uh, the contest entrance. So even if you don't 
win the contest, you will get a prize just for entering. And you can check out all the details on how to enter our contest on our website at poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH. There's a big banner right at the top of the page under the main menu that, that you can click on to get to all the details on how to enter the contest. Um, if somehow you're on one of the interior pages, you can just as a contest uh, main menu item that you can click on and click on the 2019 contest. It's all right there. It's pretty straightforward process, and that's it. Thanks so much, everyone, for calling in. Um, our next show, as I mentioned earlier, is going to be on September 15th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. It'll be another open reading. Happy poetry, everyone, and happy end of summer for those of you who are mourning its imminent end. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.